Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Alsaya Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, or at least I'm trying to be on YouTube. YouTube is intimidating, so bear with me as I build up that account. This week on the podcast, we are going to be talking about the angles in astrology. I see a lot of people talk about your big three, your big six, but nobody talks about the four angles in your birth chart that are so important. I actually really love talking about them, so today we're going to discuss what a rising sign, a descent Midheaven and Nadar are, and discuss their meanings as well as different ways you can work with each of your angles. But before we jump into this episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast, I do have a little bit of an announcement to share with you guys. I absolutely love creating the Jesus Witch Podcast. It is one of my favorite things to do. I love being able to take the ideas that I have in my head and make them into something that people like and consume and is helpful for them. However, it is very time consuming. There's a lot of work that goes into creating each episode of the podcast because of research, writing the episodes down, recording it, editing it. It's just a lot of work. Because of how time consuming and how much work it is to create each episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast, I found that I haven't been able to to put any time towards other projects that I really want to work on. So I have decided instead of uploading new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single week, I'm going to start doing them every other week. So now each month I'm going to be uploading two new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast as well as an additional episode for our Patreon supporters because I love to do astrology episodes each season. I'm also going to be shuffling things around with Patreon because even though I'm not uploading as many episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast each month, I don't want anybody to lose out on Patreon content. It's really important for me that we don't lose out on content. Normally on Patreon each month I upload one tarot spread and one Bible-based spell page for everybody in the magician up tiers. But from now on, what we're going to do is we're going to have two tarot spreads being uploaded each month. And sometimes it'll be two Bible-based spells, but one of those tarot spreads or one of those spells will be available to people in the Fool and Up tiers. So essentially nothing is changing for everybody in the Magician, Hierophant, and High Priestess tiers. But those of you who are in the Fool tier, you will be getting a tarot spread or a spell in addition to the episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast that you're already getting. So basically for our fools, instead of getting four early episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast each month, you're going to be getting two early episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast, one Patreon-exclusive episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast, and then an additional tarot spread or Bible-based spell each month to make sure that you're still getting the same amount of content that you would have been getting if I was uploading the same amount of episodes that I was before. 
anyways, I hope the new structure makes sense to you guys. I'm really excited about doing this because I want to start working on so many different things. I have book ideas that I want to do, YouTube ideas that I want to do. I have a lot of content that I want to create for you guys and I just haven't had the time to do it because in addition to being a full-time witch, I am a full-time stay-at-home homeschool mom of two and I'm trying to do more things with my kids and I'm trying to do more things with you and I think just shifting the Jesus Witch podcast schedule a little bit will be beneficial for everybody. So that's our big announcement for today. I'm so excited for this change. I'm so excited to work on different things. I'm so excited to create more stuff for you and I'm so beyond grateful for everybody who supported the Jesus Witch podcast. It means so much to me that this is something that I get to do, that I get to sit here and create and talk to you guys and um, yeah, it means a lot to me. So I just, I hope that this change is okay for everybody and like nobody gets mad at me, but I need, I need a little bit more time to create more things for you. So I'm doing it for you. Anyways, now that that's over with, let's get into our conversation about angles in astrology. Like I mentioned before, there are four major angles in astrology. Those four angles are called your rising sign, your descendant sign, your midheaven, and your nadar. Most people are familiar with their rising sign if they're familiar with astrology because it's part of your big three, so it's commonly talked about. But the other angles in astrology help to set up your birth chart. These angles help to explain key points in your personality as well as your life story essentially. If you're looking at your birth chart as a map, these are like important turns you have to take. The first angle I want to talk about is our rising sign because that is the starting angle. But before we do that, I just really quickly wanted to let you know that I do offer astrology readings on my Etsy shop. I offer big three readings, big six readings, full chart readings, and a new service that I'm offering is actually like angle and astrology readings. So if you want to take this information that we're learning today, today and apply it specifically to your birth chart with me, I have a listing on my Etsy shop for that and I will leave it in the show notes page. But now that we got that little bit out of the way, let's talk about what a rising sign is. Your rising sign or your ascendant is the sign that reflects your outward demeanor and it helps to determine what your where your first house starts. In order to calculate your rising sign, you need to know your exact birth time and your birth location because your rising sign is actually simply the sign that was rising on the eastern horizon at the time that you were born. The way that I envision a rising sign and like how it's like calculated is basically like what sign is perpendicular to you as you're coming like out of your mother's womb. Um, so like for me, I'm a Scorpio rising, meaning that like on the horizon, like perpendicular to me, there was Scorpio. I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody else, but for me, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I honestly don't even know if that's like mathematically correct, but that's like how I like logically like in my head that's like how I see it. Essentially your rising sign is your base personality like your outward layer but not only is it that it describes the first event your soul had as had as a human on this earth. So this is not true for all Scorpio risings. Obviously, like I'm going to be using my birth chart as an example because I have my birth chart memorized and I know the conditions of my birth. Um but I'm a Scorpio rising and when I was born, I was very sick. Uh, my mom held me for like about 10 minutes and then apparently I started going purple and I had to be completely resuscitated and after that I was put in the NICU where I lived in an incubator for 10 days with IV antibiotics that were saving my life because I was born with serious pneumonia. So I literally died at birth and my birth was very traumatic for me as a baby and if you think about the sign of Scorpio, Scorpio is the sign of trauma and especially like early childhood trauma. 
But then on the total opposite end of the Scorpio spectrum, my son Scott is a Scorpio rising and my birth with him was the best experience I've had in my entire life. I had a home birth with him. It was so amazing. I got to birth him in my childhood home with my husband right there and my eldest son wasn't there for his birth, but he came like a few minutes later and got to meet his brother and it was just like the best experience ever. For me, Scott's birth was very transformative. It made me believe in myself. It made me feel very confident, very secure in my body. And like truly, like I already said this, but it was a transformative experience. It made me feel like a whole new woman. And Scorpio, as much as it's the sign of trauma, it is also the sign of transformation, of rebirth. So that is reflected as Scott's rising sign for his first moments on earth, because his first moments on earth were like a rebirth for me. They were transformative. They transformed our family into a family of, you know, it transformed our family into a family of four, but then it transformed me into a completely different mother. Um, and I think that's really beautiful how his chart kind of denotes that. Now a quick break from this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast to talk about a few ways you can help support the show. One way you can help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast is to become a supporter of us on Patreon. On our Patreon, there are four different tiers that you can choose from and they're all named after tarot cards. We have the Fool, the Magician, the Hierophant, and the High Priestess. In the Fool tier, you get early ad-free episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast, extended show note pages when available, Christian tarot grimoire pages, and access to our monthly community oracle reading. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool tier, tarot spreads to help your connection with Christ, spirit, your higher self. I also like to put out new tarot spreads for each full moon or new moon, wheel of the year holiday, and zodiac sign. In the Magician tier, you also get one Bible-based spell grimoire page each month. This teaches you how to incorporate the Bible into your own spell practice. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool and the Magician tiers, as well as a Happy Mail package from me every single month with the ingredients to make a spell, as well as an extra Bible-based spell page for your grimoire. And then you get access to our spellcasting Zoom each month where we do the spell that I sent you together. In the High Priestess tier, you get everything from the Magician, Fool, and Hierophant tiers, as well as an extra Bible-based spell from the Sun and Moon Oily Co. in your Happy Mail package each month, and a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call with me every single month to discuss your practice, how you're growing, and any suggestions that I could give to you to help you on your path. Patreon tiers start at $6.66 per month, and you can find the link to that in the show notes page. Another way you can help support the show is by shopping at my Etsy shop, The Sun and Moon Oily Co. Over on the Sun and Moon Oily Co., I offer Bible-based spell oils, ritual bath salts, Jesus Witch or Christian Witch-specific mystery boxes, and custom spell oils. Over on my Etsy shop is where you can also book different types of readings with me. I offer tarot readings for your inner child, channel messages from Jesus or from Lilith. I also have a listing for general tarot readings. You could grab a soul contract reading between yourself and another person or yourself and a deity that you're working with or curious to work with. Or even grab an astrology reading for yourself or an astrology reading for your kiddos to help you parent them better and more effectively. There's also Jesus Witch merch on my Etsy shop and so many other things that I am planning on adding to my shop. So head over to the Sun and Moon Oily Co. to check that out. Another thing you can do to support the growth of the Jesus Witch podcast is join our Discord community. The Jesus Witch Church is our free 18-plus Discord community where we host Jesus 
witch church services and moon circles. This is your place to ask all Jesus witch or witchy questions in general and make some really awesome friends. You can find the link to our church in the show notes page. Another free way you could support the Jesus Witch podcast is by sharing this show with a friend and rating it on whatever podcasting app you're using with five stars. Leaving us a nice review really helps get the word out about the show and don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Another thing you could do to help the creation of the show is send a donation to the Jesus Witch podcast via Cash App or PayPal. It takes a lot of time and effort for me to create the Jesus Witch podcast and getting donations helps me get the support and help that I need to be able to create this type of content for you. Donations also help keep this podcast free to everybody, so if you love this show and the information that's being put out there, please consider sending a donation to my PayPal or my Cash App. The username on both is the Jesus Wedge Podcast, but the link for both of those can be found in the show notes page. And the final way that you could help support the creation of the Jesus Wedge Podcast is by sending me a gift. In the show notes page, I have the link to my Amazon wish list. Everything that I put on this wish list was put there to help create content for you. Simply put, buying things off of this Amazon wishlist helps me so that I don't have to purchase them myself. So I can put more of my resources in towards making the Jesus Witch Podcast. If you would like to support the Jesus Witch Podcast by buying me a gift or in any other way, you could find all the links to everything mentioned in this ad in the show notes page. Now let's get back to the show. Like I was saying before, your rising sign is your outward demeanor. Outer is very much a key word when it comes to the rising sign because it's who people first portray you to be. My favorite astrology book, which is called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need, and it's a very appropriate title because it really is the only astrology book you will ever need. You will want more, but you only really need that one. Um, (laughs) But this book describes the rising sign as the door of a house, the entranceway that visitors first see and must pass through in order to look inside the house itself. I think that's a really great way to describe what a rising sign is because it's like, who people first betray you to be before they know like the inner you. And that's not saying that your rising sign is like a fake you or, you know, just like a masked you. You know, for some people we can use our rising signs as a mask, um, but your rising sign is just essentially who you like are first shown to the world as. The book likes to describe your rising sign as a door. I personally, like if you've gotten astrology reading from me, you will know this little phrase, but I see your rising sign as the camera um, that you look at life through. Like if we were all looking Looking at life through the lens of a camera, the your rising sign is the brand of camera that you're filming your experience through. So for me, I'm filming my experience through a Scorpio camera. And when other people first meet me, they see that Scorpio camera that I'm holding up and they see me through that. There's one other quote that I want to share from the only astrology book you'll ever need about the rising sign because I just found like it to be a really great way to explain it. Um, so this is what it says. Therefore, the sign that was rising at the precise moment denotes your first experience as a separate human being. It expresses the moment in which you begin an independent existence in this world. As such, it characterizes the way you deal with others and your distinct style of interacting with people. It speaks of your coping mechanisms and how you react to anything new that life throws at you. In many respects, your ascendant sign is the sign that makes you feel most comfortable physically. Its behaviors reassure you that you are coping well and will be safe as you enter unfamiliar emotional territory. 
I love that so much and I feel that like so deep in my soul as a Scorpio rising. Um, first, I'm a first degree Scorpio rising. So like if you didn't know in astrology, the first five degrees, so zero through four, and then the last five degrees, 24 through 29, are the most influential degrees. So you feel those planets at like those degrees a little bit more than you would others. So I definitely feel like as a young Scorpio rising and as somebody who didn't know what astrology was, like, you know, I was a kid that didn't grow up with like a witchy mom. Like my kids know about their astrology, Scott. <laughs> my big one knows his big three, but Scott, like we ask him, do you want to be a Virgo today, a Scorpio or a Gemini? Because those are his big three. And like usually he'll pick. And then usually that day he ends up acting like that sign, which I find to be really funny. But um, when I was a kid, I didn't have that. Like my mom didn't know what astrology was. And I, you know, reacted like a typical unhealthy Scorpio to a lot of new situations when I was a kid. I've talked about here how I had a lot of anger issues and I used to be very reactive, especially to like new situations and new circumstances. It was really hard for me to cope with. But now as an adult who obviously like I've matured, but I also understand a lot about astrology and a lot about my rising sign. So I know that for Scorpio, sometimes they could be really reactive, but I also know that Scorpio is a very mysterious and like inquisitive sign. So I've trained myself instead of being like super reactive to kind of like transform that energy into something that's a little bit more curious and investigates the situation before just blowing up. So let's talk about a couple of ways you can work with your rising sign. So firstly, manifesting goals that align with the way that your chart is set up. So I'm talking about like big life goals, right? If you're a Scorpio rising like me, it is easier to manifest things like by making them become more magnetic to you because Scorpio is an extremely magnetic sign for the most part. Like, you know, if you want it as a Scorpio, you could pretty much get it because like it's just it's in our will. We can will things to us pretty, not easily, you know what I'm saying, but we're magnetic. So manifesting in a way that like you're saying, I'm a magnet, I'm attracting these things to me. I feel like that really helps as a Scorpio rising. Um, for somebody who has like a Gemini rising, right? Gemini risings would be all about communication. So I would manifest if I was a Gemini rising that the more I talk about something, the more attractive it it becomes to me and the more it like comes to me if that makes sense so like if I wanted to get a new job I talk all the time about my new job you know what it's gonna look like the benefits that I'm gonna have the hours I'm gonna have the salary all that stuff and have it be manifested to me through communication um, so that's just like one example but manifesting things to be aligned with your chart and having them be like having them come to you based on the characteristics of your rising sign Another way that you can work with your rising sign is to learn more about the sign itself. So I've learned a lot about Scorpio in my years of studying astrology to really understand my life, understand my chart, understand my personality, and the ways that this Scorpio rising is supposed to transform me so I don't use it as a toxic thing. I will say for like people with more challenging rising signs, so like Scorpio risings, Aquarius, Capricorn, things like that, um, sometimes it tends to be a little bit more difficult when you learn about your rising sign and you're like oh like I have a negative sign like my whole life is like set up to be negative sort of thing like at least that's how I kind of took it when I first found out that I have a Scorpio rising but then I learned more about it I learned more about the transformative aspects of being a Scorpio about how magnetic it is how mysterious how alluring being a Scorpio is and I started to really love that sign um so I feel like it helps to just know a lot about your rising sign 
because it helps you make sense of like things that have happened in your life. It helps you make sense of your personality, but then it also helps you put a more positive twist onto your life and onto your personality, especially if you're somebody who has one of the more quote unquote negative signs as your rising sign. And like, let me just say, like for the record, I don't think any sign is positive or negative. They both have aspects of each. Like, cancers are great. They're super loving. They're super loyal. But they're also toxic and needy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can go... Taurus... Taurus is perfect. I have nothing wrong to say about them. No. No, that's a lie. That's a joke. Tauruses, we're loyal. We are, you know, consistent. We're persistent. But we're stubborn as shit. It takes so much to get us to change our minds. Like, you literally need to put us through the fucking ringer in order to, like, change our minds. And then even then... It's debatable if we're actually going to change our opinions on something. So each sign has a positive and a negative. It's really important to not live in the negatives of whatever sign, whatever placement you're talking about. And like not just focus on the positive. Acknowledge the negative. You know, say like validate when you notice negatives of the sign in your personality. But then look at the positives and see how you can change those negatives or work on changing those negatives or grow through those negatives in order to reap the positives. So the last little tip that I have for working with your rising sign, and this I feel like is for people who um, might be a little bit more shy or it's a little bit harder to assert your personality sort of thing, um, maybe dress in clothes that match your rising sign because it helps you be authentically seen. I know as a kid, as a teen, I'll say as a teen, not as a kid, but definitely as a teen, I dressed to my rising sign. I didn't know I was doing it at the moment, but I definitely did because I... I was a, I'm a Scorpio rising and I am a former emo kid. I'm an elder emo. Um, <laughs> I had like literally like the swoopy scene hair and I teased it up and like obviously I still buy my hair fun colors. I never let go of that, but my hair was all different colors of the rainbow. All my jeans were stupidly tight and ripped. Um, and then I, there was a period of time that I wore a lot of tutus. Don't ask. Um, but I feel like that's very Scorpio. Like, people say, like, oh, dark colors, be mysterious for a Scorpio. Okay, let me counter that. I feel like that's more Capricorn. I feel like Capricorns are, like, strict black, like, dark gothic. But I feel like Scorpios, like, they're a little bit more eccentric. They're a little bit more freaky. They want to have that, like, you know, mm, that look at me factor. Like, don't look at me because I'm emo as shit and I'm a Scorpio rising and I hate everybody. But look at me because I'm magnetic. And I'm like supposed to be cool. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, as a kid, I definitely feel like I dressed more towards my rising sign. Now I dress to my midheaven and we'll talk about that later. But I feel like for people who have, uh, have a hard time being authentically seen for themselves and having their personality be like authentically seen, dressing in things that are reflective of your rising sign may help. Now that we've discussed what a rising sign is, let's talk about what a descending sign is. Your descending sign is the opposite sign of your rising sign and it starts the seventh house in your birth chart. Since your rising sign is calculated based off of what sign was rising on the east when you were born, the descendant sign is the sign that was setting when you were born. This sign is also sometimes called your horizon. This sign represents your strengths in partnerships such as marriages, long-term relationships, business partnerships, and basically anything that requires some sort of commitment on your end. Your descending sign shows the way that your personality meshes in with other people. So whereas your rising sign is your outer base personality, your horizon sign, your descending sign, is who you are once people know you and have a committed relationship with you. 
This sign talks a lot about the qualities that make you feel safe in a relationship, the ones that you're looking for within a relationship. So my rising sign, like we said before, is a Scorpio rising. So my descending sign is a Taurus descending. And for me, in my relationships, whether they be romantic or friendship, I look for stability. I look for loyalty. I look for people I can rely on. I'm not one of those people that needs a million friends, but I do need loyal friends. But that's also who I am in relationships. I am extremely loyal and I'm extremely stable and I feel like I'm somebody you can count on. Like if you say, Lena, I need you to bring X, Y, and Z to my house today. If I can do it, I'm going to do it. If I can't do it, I will tell you straight up that I can't do it and I will find some sort of way to help you get it done sort of thing. But I really try to be one of those friends that my yes is my yes, my no is my no. And I really try to help people where I can and when I can. Since your descending sign is the opposite of your rising sign, this is like the astrological proof of the statement opposites attract. Because like, you could be, you could have one rising sign and your personality could be one way, but in a relationship you really look for the opposite things or you display the opposite characteristics within your relationships. I find this to be a really beautiful thing because these are the qualities that we're looking to grow. Um, so for me, like as a Taurus descendant, I'm looking to grow my stability. My life has been kind of crazy because I'm Scorpio rising. It's like, you know, you can't predict what happens next. But in my relationships, I try to be consistent sort of thing. My husband, he's a Leo rising, so his descendant is an Aquarius. So for him, like I feel like his role in our relationship is to like explore and to learn and to learn how to be weird, to learn how to be free, to learn how to be a little bit more like, you know, care free as a person even though he's a leo rising he's very serious leo risings are very serious people um some of them are very much the life of the party because they're ruled by the sun and they want to be the center of attention but other leo risings you know they have the little bit of a you know like a timid lion sort of thing like you know i hate this phrase and i'm sorry jack that i'm using it but they kind of have the scaredy cat mentality a little bit and my husband's definitely had his struggles with anxiety and I feel like through our relationship, his anxiety gets tested. It gets pushed. He has to do, as a dad, he has to do things every day that put him out of his comfort zone. And I'm so proud of him because he fucking does it. And he does it with, with pride. He does it so well. He's amazing at every single thing that he does. Um, but it's that quality of like that Aquarian weirdness of having to like put yourself in uncomfortable situations in order to make your partner comfortable. And obviously nobody's asking you to compromise your boundaries in a relationship. That's not okay and that's not the kind of uncomfortable that I'm talking about. The kind of uncomfortable I'm talking about is the good uncomfortable that like you're uncomfortable because you're growing. You're uncomfortable because it doesn't feel normal. It doesn't feel natural. But you're learning how to be a better person through your relationships and by doing things that your descendant sign is prompting you to do even if it doesn't come naturally for you to do it because it benefits the relationship as a whole. A couple of different ways that you can work with your descending sign. Um, so sometimes in relationships, we can take up qualities that really don't feel like us. So this is the more like negative aspect of a descending sign and leaning into that, right? So if you're in a relationship where you feel like it's not honoring you and your personality, maybe going through that and going through like the qualities of the relationship and then comparing it to your descending sign and seeing if you're kind of picking up any negative traits from that and how you could create new boundaries and like evaluating if that relationship is something that's worth growing through and then doing some shadow work surrounding these different qualities. Why are you falling into these patterns? Why are you doing them? Um, and evaluating if they really honor you or not. So now let's talk about the most personal angle in astrology, which is your nadar, or I'm going to absolutely butcher this name, alumni colati. Your nadar is the lowest point in your birth chart and it starts the fourth house of your chart. 
The fourth house in astrology happens to be one of the three mystical houses. All of the houses that are ruled by water signs are considered to be mystical houses. So traditionally in astrology, the fourth house is ruled by Cancer, so it's a mystical sign. The eighth house is ruled by Scorpio, so that's another mystical house. And the last mystical house is the twelfth house, which is ruled by Pisces. The mystical houses talk a little bit more about your subconscious, and specifically with the fourth house, the house that your nadar starts, it talks a lot about your family, your upbringing, and the soul contracts you created within that. My nadar is in Aquarius and Aquarius is the weirdos of the zodiac. I say that with absolute love. Aquarius is literally one of my favorite signs in the entire wheel but um, my family life growing up was a little weird. Um, I'm not going to go into a lot of details but it's just I'm very close with my parents but we've definitely had a weird relationship and it just like you know just a weird upbringing. Not only does your nadar explain your relationship with your family that you grew up with and like the family home that you create as an adult, it talks a lot about who you are as a private person. Your nadar's personality is something that only people who are closest to you are going to see. So your closest friends, your family, people who live with you. This is an extremely private sign and it's rarely shown to the public or people who are not in your inner circle. I feel like the people who are in my inner circle would agree with this statement, but I'm an absolute fucking weirdo. Like, I'm so weird. I do weird things. I <laughs> I'm awkward. I quote too many vines. I like my favorite thing to do in the entire world is to put two words together. Um, so like just an example, when one one time my son Scott um was drinking water and he was eating cake with his water and he got a bunch of cake in the water because of black backsplash and um, we started calling it quarter. So now anytime there's like crummy water around or like backsplash water from kids we call it quarter um and we just have like a lot of different examples of like just weird putting words together it's something my husband and I do but I, I and I don't really even remember who started it I, I am almost inclined to say that I did because like you know um shipping for the fandom world and how you like put two characters names together in order to make like a ship um the first one that's coming to my head <laughs> It's not a ship that I personally ever really shipped, um, but Larry Stylinson, which was Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson, and you put their names together, and it's Larry Stylinson. <laughs> but yeah, like um, that's that's one of the one of the weird things that I do. I'm not gonna sit here and expose all of the weird behaviors that I do, but trust me, in my real life, I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> And I feel like that weirdo energy totally aligns with Aquarius. It's I love it. I love Aquarius so much. I just love how weird they are. They're just one of the best signs in the entire world. And it's the sign that's ruled by astrology. So how can you not love Aquarius? Anyway, um, this sign is basically like your innermost you, your privatest you. It talks about who you were growing up, how you were nurtured by your family, um, the way that you nurture others. It just talks a lot about home life and being private. So let's talk about a couple of different ways you can work with your nadar. For me personally, working with my nadar is very similar to working with my moon sign. Um, so like moon signs are emotions and comfort items. And I feel like your nadar is a lot of that as well, but like more on an inner child level. So like thinking about the things that used to comfort you as a kid. So this, like my biggest thing when I was a kid that used to comfort me was my Barbie blanket. I had this blanket that had like ballerina Barbies on it. I didn't even like ballerina Barbie as a kid, but it was just that one blanket and I literally slept with it up until the time that I met my husband and I was 
17 when I met my husband. So I had slept with that blanket for a really long time. And then it disintegrated um, too far that I couldn't sleep with that anymore. So now, like, as an adult with her own home, like, I have a specific comfort blanket. And, like, nobody touches that blanket. My kids are not allowed to use that blanket. My husband's, like, only allowed to use the blanket if I want to snuggle with him under the blanket um, kind of thing. But it's my comfort blanket. So that's, like, a, that's just an example of how I took an item from like being a child to being an adult and like providing comfort for myself with it um, in a way that like my nadar is happy. I also think doing shadow work surrounding like the qualities of the sign that your nadar is in um, and comparing them to like the nature of your home that you grew up in really can help, especially for people who had like a more confusing upbringing or childhood. I know for me, like being able to reconcile the fact that the reason that my house was so weird growing up was because I'm an Aquarius Nadar really helped me. It helped me to like cope. It helped me to grieve the aspect of like normalcy that I really wanted. Um, and it made me like realize that like even if my house was a little chaotic, a little crazy, a little weird, it's what my soul needed in order to like become who I am today. So I feel like that's really useful as well for working with your Nadar. So the last angle that we're going to talk about and probably my favorite angle to talk about is your midheaven. Your midheaven is the highest point of your chart and it is the sign that starts the 10th house of your birth chart. So if your nadar is who you are in super private and personal situations, your midheaven is who you are in public situation and it's basically the best foot that you put forward. Everybody associates the 10th house with career path and I'm not saying that's wrong because your 10th house does talk a lot about career, but I feel like it also talks about who you want to be, who you aspire to be, the energy that you want to leave in the world and the energy that you want people to see you as. So for me, I'm a Leo Midheaven, and to be very honest, my Leo Midheaven is literally one of my favorite placements in my entire birth chart. I feel like it gives me so much confidence, it gives me resiliency, when I feel like I just can't do it or I don't want to do it and I just like feel gross and I don't want to do things, my Leo Midheaven says, fuck that, I'm meant to be the center of attention, I am meant to be seen, I am gonna put myself out there. My Leo Midheaven is not my first instinct of who to be. I am definitely like more reserved, I'm more, I'm a shy person, I'm definitely very private, I don't want people knowing like how I think, how I feel, like all of these things, but my Leo Midheaven my Leo Midheaven wants that. It wants to be like, it wants to put its best foot forward. It wants to be extroverted. It wants to be seen. It wants to talk. It wants to share. It wants to create. It wants to shine. And for me personally, as a person, like I think about, do I want my life to be me being shy and me saying no because of my anxiety, me saying no because I'm afraid of what might happen next? Or do I want my life to be me putting my best foot forward and being like the sunshine that my Leo Midheaven tells me I can be. And when I think about that, I choose wanting to be my Leo, Leo Midheaven. And for some people, like they may consider that to be fake. They may consider that to be a constructed personality. But you know what? Even if it's a constructed personality, it's your fucking personality. I still put the work in every single day to be authentically a Leo Medheaven, to enjoy the things that, you know, I want to enjoy. To Here's a perfect example for this, right? My Leo Midheaven loves hosting church events and church circles and church community gatherings where we're all getting together, we're hanging out, we're listening to music, we're talking, whatever it may be. That My Leo Midheaven loves that social aspect, that one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one social aspect of what I get to do. My Scorpio Rising, however, hates it. Like for me, doing things like that, 
gives me so much anxiety and it makes me feel like oh like people aren't gonna like me they're gonna see like the real me they're gonna realize that I'm just a bitch they're gonna realize like I'm just this depressed person and like I try to talk myself out of it but I say to myself like am I gonna let this anxiety fueled thought win or am I just gonna be a Leo Midheaven today and I choose being a Leo Midheaven and I know for everybody, it's not that simple. For me, it's taken a lot of years and a long time for it to be that quote unquote simple because it's still not simple. It's still effort. It's just, I know what choice I'm going to make now kind of thing. Um, but when I learned that I had a Leo Midheaven and I learned that that aspect in my chart gives me the ability to be this bubbly person that I truly want to be, I was like, it's already fucking in me. I can be a fucking bubbly person if I want to be because I am one. It's in me. Even if I had to like create a little bit more and you know I had to like push a lot of anxiety away to get there, it's still me and I'm still really proud of it. So long story short, your midheaven is who you aspire to be. It's who you want to be. When they say dress for success, dress for the role that you want to live in in life, for me, it means being your midheaven acting like your midheaven, learning about the positive qualities of your midheaven and going forward in those. In addition to like talking about who you want to be and your career path and all those good things, your midheaven can also be tied to your online personality and who you portray yourself to be on the internet. Your midheaven also talks about how you respond to culture and specifically to things that are really public and popular. So to some extent, your midheaven can tell me if you're a hipster, a hipster or not. Like if you're somebody who's like down with pop culture or you're like, I'm too good for that. Which like, honestly, that's so valid because pop culture is kind of pointless, but it's so much fucking fun. Like I absolutely love pop culture. Anyway, um, <laughs> Leo midheaven. So that's like the gist of your midheaven. Now let's talk about a couple of different ways that you can work with it. So like I said before, dress for success. People who are trying to be seen more authentically, I definitely recommend for them to dress like the rising signs. People who are trying to show up and like be seen and be heard and model the energy of your midheaven and like really reach those goals, I suggest to dress like your midheaven. So the way that's looked like for me, I'm a Leo midheaven, right? So Leo is sun, it's, it's ruled by the sun. So I wear colors that are associated with the sun. So yellows, oranges, pinks, reds. Um, I've been wearing a lot of those lately. I've been dyeing my hair pink, right, to do that. Um, I had my hair purple before this because of royalty and Leo's the lion, which is royalty, right? So I'm associating it with that. Um, other ways that I dress like my midheaven Leo is the big like Hollywood sign so I think about like if I was somebody in Hollywood for me I'd be a pop star it's just I'm not an actress I'm a pop star <laughs> but if I was in Hollywood how would I dress and as a pop star I would wear a lot of sparkles so I buy things with a lot of sparkles on them and I have several dresses with sparkles I have shoes with sparkles I have nail polish with sparkles and I just wear a lot of sparkles and I make myself shimmer um because one it makes me look like the sun and two it feeds that Leo midheavenness um other things that like I normally don't tell people to like model their life off of astrology but if you're having trouble picking a career path or like figuring out what you want to do with yourself like in the future looking at career paths and futures that align with your midheaven sign so like leo midheavens obviously they're known a lot for like being entertainers but they're also known for like working with kids in childcare because leo works leo is the sign of children um it's the inner child sign 
Um, Leos are also very creative, so they could be artists, they could be, you know, art teachers, they could be, you know, people who sew and like repair clothing because that's an art form in itself. Like there are many different career paths on one midheaven. There's not just one specific line. And just seeing if any of those like pique your interest, I feel like might be a little beneficial because, you know, you already know that your outward energy aligns with that sort of theme. So it might be helpful to, to look at. So that's our conversation on angles in astrology. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. And if you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on and give us a rating of five stars because that helps get the word out about the show and helps like recommend it to other people, which is super useful. And don't forget to follow me, your host, Lena the Jesus Witch, on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. I promise I'm trying to get back on track with YouTube. It's just so intimidating okay like the hate comments there listen I got thick skin I'm from New York I was bullied for over 10 years by fucking New York kids okay so I've heard it all but the energy that the haters put on YouTube is next level like there's no like character count like thing that you could do for like a YouTube comment so like people literally fucking write essays about how I'm a sinner you're going to hell you're teaching people wrong things blah, 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 blah. and it's super overwhelming to get these comments but it's also like really funny in my opinion because I don't read them like I know what it says because like you're evangelical I can predict what it says but I don't read the whole thing like I just sit there imagining this weirdo in his mom's basement typing out this whole fucking essay about how I'm a sinner how I'm going to hell this that and the third and they hit enter and they they're like hmm, I really showed her I spent a half hour here writing this thing an hour whatever how long it took them to write these fucking essays I spent all this time doing it and then like I just delete in less than five seconds after seeing it I think it's so funny but it still makes me a little makes me a little intimidated to go on YouTube so anyway <laughs> give me a follow there though because it'll help encourage me um to actually post on YouTube. But yeah, I have YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. All of it's Lena the Jesus Witch. Um, if you want to help support the Jesus Witch podcast, you could do so by subscribing to our Patreon. There are like five different tiers there with all different types of content. And I'm so excited about all the content that I'm planning on putting there. Now that I'm going to have a little bit more time to create for you guys. Um... We have Patreon. We, I have an Etsy shop where I offer like Bible-based spell oils and tarot readings with Jesus and readings with Lilith and astrology readings. And now I have angle and astrology readings. So there's just like a bunch of different things. There's also a link down in the show notes page where you could just send a donation to the show if that's what you would like to do. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of different ways to help support the show. Um, but yes, now let's get to my favorite part of the Jesus Witch Podcast. My favorite thing, which is the birth of the day, 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 day. And this week, today, this day, whatever, our verse of the day is Matthew 4, verse 4, which says, Jesus answered, it is written, men shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. I like this verse because it's like a reminder in the Bible that like, health is not just physical right you can't just eat and expect to survive like yeah your your body's gonna survive but is your brain surviving like if you're just sitting there eating in isolation are you okay 
No, you're not, right? You need more than just bread alone. You need community. You need to talk to God. You need to have some sort of spiritual connection, whether that be talking to the Abrahamic God, talking to a different pantheon, talking to your ancestors, talking to spirit, going outside and talking to a leaf because you believe it's like the spirit of the earth, whatever it may be, you know, having that spiritual connection is important. And then having that community connection is important too. And another place in the Bible, in Matthew, Jesus says, where two or three gather in his name, he's there. Community is so important. It's so important for your spiritual health because humans are social creatures, but it's also just important for your health in general. Um, so I like that verse because it's just a reminder from Jesus that you need more. You need more than just to focus on your physicality. You need more than just to focus on your spirituality. You need more than just to focus on, you know, one thing. You need to focus on all of it holistically um, together. So yeah, that's the verse of the day. That's our episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. I hope that this resonated for you and that you liked this episode um, and that it was useful and it helped you learn a little bit more about angles in astrology um, and it made you even be aware of what angles in astrology are because, like I said, so many people on TikTok talk about your big three, but what about your big four, your angles, your rising descendant, nadar, and midheaven? Those are important too. So now, now you know why they're important and now you can go find them in your chart. Um, anyway, thank you again for listening. I'll talk to you next week. This was a really hectic ending of this podcast episode. I'm out of breath from talking too much. Goodbye.